direct from the middle of nowhere to the center of everywhere. It's Beneath the Surface with Sean Murphy and Corey Cooper. What? What's up, dude? Hey, what's happening? How you doing? What Ooh. is that, you might ask? What is that? That's, that, that is the opening bell to a yeah. new uh, Beneath the oh, Surface this be good. podcast. No one will ever guess what that is in a million years, unless you're well, you'll a, tell them here unless you're an old photographer like me. You're telling me in a few seconds, right? Yeah, a few seconds. Yeah. So welcome, guys, to uh, another episode of Beneath the Surface podcast. I'm a co-founder and CEO of Boat, uh, Corey Cooper. Across from me is our photographer, Mr. Sean Murphy, and he's jingling some old photography stuff. What is that? These are developing tanks for film. I'm in his, I'm at, we're actually in Sean's vault right now. You, would you call this your vault? Yeah, this is where all the, it's like uh, all my negatives, it's an archival uh, vault made out of <clears throat> cement-filled cinder blocks, soundproof. This is your life's work, isn't it? Life's work all in one room. Because that's um, what we're here to talk about today is, is, is working as dads mm-hmm. and balancing work and life and how in the world that happened and you're, you're literally surrounded by physical work. Yeah, and negatives, a whole room, thousands of shoots of negatives and pictures and audio and I see movies. Uh, men's health met life uh weezer uh it's endless who is zola that was, zola, that was a band zola turn zola turn christina uh, aguilera you name it it's all travel in channel yeah, yeah yeah wells fargo yeah. you go from banks to oh, yeah. uh banks to whatever to man. weezer that's you, right you just can i say that yeah of course yeah, you just shot the weezer's um, they, yeah, well, I've done most of their albums. I think, I can't even tell you how many, eight albums or something. Um, but we, they have a new one come, called Van Weezer. It comes out. Is it out yet? comes out next week. Yeah, you, you, you sent me a text that was a cover of, was that Guitar oh, that World? That was, yeah, that was like a... a <laughs> that was a Guitar World, though. That was, yeah, that was from that shoot. They used something of Rivers for Guitar Magazine or Guitar World uh-huh. or something like that. That's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, you guys got to check out Sean's site, uh, seanmurphyphoto.com, right? Yep. You get some, you got a rock vault, you've got... Man, I should do, we should do, I should do something where I show the inside of here. I don't even know how to do that. A photo? Like in here, or, or something in uh, here, you know what I mean? You could do like a little scroll, just of yeah. the names, yeah, yeah, like yeah. on all the stuff. Yeah, that'd be cool. So, that'd one of the, you know, again, we're talking about working and being dads. I think one of my favorite stories uh, from you being a dad and working... And I'm jingling this can here. No jingles. Is the Tenacious D. Album. Oh yeah. The Tenacious D album cover. Yeah. Describe that first. Tell them what it is. Man, that's a whole long story, but I'll make it real quick. You don't so have to make it quick. There's I mean, two. There's two. I mean, we have a similar background. So Corey's about I don't know. Corey's 10, 11 years younger than me, and he's got kind of the same setup. I have three boys. Corey has three kids. Yep. Although I had one son. And then I had twins a year later. So I had basically triplets. How and old were you when you had the kids? I was uh, 30. Okay. So I was tw- I was 26. Or I just turned 27 when we had my oldest son. Mm-hmm. And then we spaced the rest of them out and mm-hmm. had the last kid. I think I was 34. Mm-hmm. So that's probably about the same as and you. And you, uh, I mean, similar. You already had, a, you were starting boat because that's right. When I, when I yep. met you... When I had my kids, I was just starting my photography career. Um, we were really broke. All the pregnant, the both pregnancies were unplanned. My wife was a dental hygienist, or just starting to trying to be one. She was in school, and I remember having and I drove this really crappy 
car in the Valley of Los Angeles. I had like a hundred dollar Volkswagen square back <laughs> and I would have three baby, three, three carriers. I'd put them in the car and then I would go to these meetings at like a record label or an ad agency. And back in those days we had portfolios, you had to make an appointment and you know, all this, there's a whole process. And anyway, I would show up. I have this really cool story I tell because parents these days are, I mean, it's not the same, Ra- dude. Rafi always says to, about your family, she's like, man, I love how Magda and Corey raise their kids because it's almost, it's not mincy. They, you, you know, it's like, my, it's like that photo of the little kid drinking the sip of his dad's beer from yeah, the 80s. The last generation, yeah, the last great yeah. generation. My sister-in-law, Megan, has the uh, the best description of grazing kids. She's like, man, those kids came into my world. I didn't come into theirs. Yeah. So they better learn how to like yeah. adjust to my world real quick. Yep. And that's I've noticed that's how you run your life. And anyway, I'd, I was a new dad, and... and uh, and I had to time everything so my wife wouldn't be at home. It'd be really hot in the summertime in Los Angeles. And I knew my kids would fall asleep in the car. And then when I get to my meeting, they'd be awake. So I, I had to devise this whole thing where I, <laughs> I call it rain rain. And if I mention that to my kids to this day, I don't know how they remember it. I guess I must have done it for a few years. But I filled a water bottle full of water. And it was like a spray bottle for like doing hair or whatever. You'd miss and, them. Yeah. So yeah. So I'd keep them up in the morning whenever the meeting was like at say eleven. Dude, I, I know I'd, the feeling. Of I'd strap them in the car. Attack. Yeah. And I'd be in the car going across with the, a Thomas guy just before cell phones and I or right as cell phones were starting. And I would go across Los Angeles the hour. It was probably like an hour drive. And, I, and I'd look in the rearview mirror and they'd, they'd start. You know how the kids you see you put yeah. them in a car they fall asleep. Keep them away. I would miss them. With this cold water with ice cubes in it, and it would wake them up the whole time. So then, when I get to the meeting, I'd immediately walk upstairs with my three kids, and (laughs) crazy three kids. Can you imagine that now? (laughs) Man, I mean, I'd probably be in jail because they'd be like, "That's child abuse!" Like bringing your kids all around. But I brought all my kids up, and I I very nicely say to the receptionist, "Hey, uh, what room am I in?" Because I'd go to some kind of conference room, and then before I met who I was meeting. I would shove them into the corner and I would cover them with a blanket. So it just looked like they blended in over in the corner and then they'd fall asleep. And then midway through the meeting, I'd be giving my spiel, telling stories and whatnot. And one of them little feet would kick. <laughs> and one of the one of the people in the meeting would go, Whoa, what, what's that? What and is like, that? And then, I'd, and then I'd reveal it. I had these three cute little babies. And that kind of worked. I mean, it worked for me. And I ended up getting work and... And but in the early days, that's that's how I did it. And uh, and I remember meeting you when Tristan was probably uh, two year, years old, a year, a year old. Year, yeah. And uh, and he was every, you'd bring him everywhere. And Dude, we had no option, man. We started the business uh, basically. It was the idea was simultaneous, but like the execution, you know, actually starting to do it was about a year after he was born. And you know, you've probably heard me tell the stories in other podcasts. I've always joked that Boat is another one of my babies because it was the same time. And so you're kind of raising them together, right? The business and the kid. I had no option to, you know, especially with my wife, Magda, being the co-founder in the business as well. We didn't have the option to just, you know, well, we didn't have money or the ability. Our parents, you know, for those of you that are familiar with, you know, not having parents work, live right next to you. You don't have any real solid, mm-hmm. you know, alternatives for childcare. Mm-mm. You know, especially under one years old, you can't really put them in daycares. You know, where we live in Destin, getting kids into schools, and that stuff was expensive, hard, and so we had to take them basically with us everywhere. You know, from when he was a baby until 
you know, three years old until he started going into like preschool and stuff like that. And by that point, it just became so second nature. You know, I remember we'd be sitting in our, our basically my, my warehouse, my, uh, the place where we designed the boards and made them and sold them directly out of there, you know, all just one little contained spot. And I have a kid running around or crawling and picking up fiberglass stuff like you. I'd probably get the cops called on me now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm jamming have, music. Yeah, yeah, I have pictures of your kids and playing around with, you know, in the, in the, when we're in the warehouse and you're running CNC machines. Yeah. And your wife's there and they're on driving a, a forklift. forklift, you know. But that's just, you know, that's how it, 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 it's how it was. Dude, I, I remember Tristan, who's my oldest, I would wear just the, the, the regular boat t shirts with just the logo right across the chest. And, you know, for the most part, he thought the word boat meant dad. You know what I mean? Mm, so mm-hmm. if he saw it anywhere, he'd be like, that's daddy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Whether it's on boards yep. or yep. whatever. If it's on, you know, where we live, we have a lot of people that have our boards, and so it'd be on top of their cars. And so he would just basically, you know, relative to him, that was me. And so everywhere we went, you know, he would say that. And as we, he grew up, we had other kids inside the business and I don't mean inside the business but while running the business you know we've got three now they're I mean they're like basically uh what would you call it uh just additions to the business you know if we're out on Crab Island or you know taking our kids somewhere one we don't shelter them from anything Mm -mm. you know what I mean I mean Mm -mm. obviously there are things you shelter kids from like bad movies and Mm -hmm. you know but as it relates to exposure to business and you know adults the way I look at it is they're going to be exposed to it at some point in life. They might as well be acclimated to it before it gets to critical mass, mm-hmm. you know? So they know how to treat adults and interact and not be shy and not be scared. And, dude, you've shot all my kids, and they've been in countless photo shoots. Since the beginning, like a family historian. But, you know, they're very well adjusted. It's like my kids, too. I'm very proud when I... And I'm, I guess this is we can brag a little bit on this podcast about our kids because I'm super proud of the way my kids. I mean, we 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 are from the we're from the south. I don't know that this being from the south is any different. My wife is from Michigan, and she was raised in a similar way, you know. And uh, and I, and I think my kids are well adjusted when they're around adults. They're very they know how to conduct themselves. They're confident, and they've done a lot of cool things that a lot of kids on the west coast aren't really. You know, they don't get involved in i guess maybe because i don't know maybe is it city life do you think or we just grow up in you know around the water around boats so when you're as a matter of fact i had my friend travis one of my best friends over on the west coast was here visiting with his kids and we were on my pontoon boat and it was at night and we went out to crab island with a bunch of kids like my kids and my nephews and his daughter and it was getting dark and my nephew, who's Braden, who runs around a rover right now, he's like 10 years old. He was probably seven at the time. And he's like, Uncle Sean, can I drive? And it was dark. And Travis gave me this look like, what the hell? Like, you're going to let this kid drive? And he just drove from Crab Island <laughs> to my mom's house in Shalimar in the dark. And Travis looked at me and goes, how the hell does this kid even know where he's going? <clears throat> and I'm like, man. And, I, and then I, it came the to me. Kids are like, pretty smart. They, they give them the they, ability to. You know, they, they're real smart. And, you know, around here, I think... You have to learn how to kind of adapt pretty quick. Uh, there's a lot of things that can hurt you. There's a lot of motor vehicles and boats and jet skis and fishing and wildlife and creeks and rivers and, you know. I'll tell you the most, the, the thing that I'm most appreciative of is Magda, my wife, told all of our kids, she's a swimmer. So she, by default, has an inherent nature to want our kids to swim. <clears throat> but regardless of that, she's like, listen, the best insurance policy on kids is, is, you know, not drowning is not pull sensors. It's not 
pull fences. It's not life jackets. It's learning how to swim. Yeah. Because at some point, all three of those things will not ex- will will fail. Mm. You know what I mean? Like they will fall in without a life jacket. Mm-hmm. Somebody will leave a gate open. Uh, whatever the other one was. It's like the only way that that you know, especially li- we live <laughs> on the water. Yeah. We have a pool. Yeah. The only guarantee way they won't die is if they know how to swim. Yeah. And even that's not a guarantee, yeah. but it's a good head start. Yeah. And that that kid of yours, Maxim, the smallest one. Man, this kid is nuts, and he's fearless. He swims. He's been swimming really good since he was, I mean, basically like one years old. He's like, what, three now? Almost three? Almost four. Almost four. He swims extremely well. Like, the kid is insane. He runs it's up. It's like to, Aquaman. Yeah, it's nuts, man. He's fearless. He's like with the same hair. Yeah, fearless. It's crazy. And all, all the kids love you. They know when you show up, it's time to put on a show. Do something fun, yeah. What? Uh, yeah, I started off asking a story. That this is, you know, about some of the jobs you, you've been on. But you've got a, a good story with uh, your kids and the in the tenacious D. Yeah, I mean, so when I was starting out, when I was younger, oftentimes we'd do you know band shoots or maybe an ad campaign or something where you needed a kid and you needed them to do something unusual, and it was hard to find people <laughs> to, get, to give you their <laughs> surprise. Kids. Surprise! Hey, can I use your kid for something yeah, just weird? For, yeah. Just a little, little second. Yeah, just yeah. a little nug. Yeah, yeah. So, so when I uh, was surprised with my kids. Oh, they were unexpected. This, this, I was like, oh, well, hey, well, now we can do whatever we want. With yeah, you know, my I, kids. I have my kids. Now yeah. I, have, I have my props. So that my kids, my twins, well, Ozzy was a year older. He was, he was on the front of an album cover when he was, I don't know, six months old with a porn chick on <laughs> front of this album cover with this band called OPM, and they were really popular for a while, and he's on the cover of that album. But then my twins were born... I think they're about two weeks old, maybe three weeks. They look like shrimp cocktail, whatever your age that is. I don't. <laughs> I think I think they're how. When does their umbilical cord fall off? That had just uh, happened. Like a week. Yeah, something like that. They were little, and I was shooting Tenacious D, and we were out of. It's amazing how how fast you forget all those little details. Yeah, like we, umbilical cords. Yeah, we were <laughs> shrimp cocktails. We were at a studio in Hollywood, and my wife was um i don't know she had the babies at home and she was friends with jack black's girlfriend laura at the time and she was going to bring the babies by to show laura and i was there to shoot the tenacious d album cover where jack black and um kyle were naked in front of (laughs) satan a real a giant, giant, a giant, Satan. a giant Satan, a real guy that we hired, and then we created this whole. It was the front of a tarot card we were mimicking, basically, with this giant pentagram. It was very satanic, and you think? It, yeah, it was super There's satanic. Satan yeah, Satan was there, and we had no plans of using babies in the shoot. That was un, no plan. It wasn't even a, on the it radar. On the it table. wasn't on the radar. So my wife brought by Milo and Trip, my my twins, and she brings them in. And then Jack Black, we're on lunch break, and Jack Black goes, oh, "We should maybe I'll post a picture of this." Jack Black goes, "Hey, you know what'd be cool?" In his Jack Black voice, he goes, "Maybe we can put the babies on the pentagram, the babies, the on, on on the on the pentagram, and then we're the babies when and then." You flip the album and then we're poof, we're adults, naked babies now with guitars, with Satan horns. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Let's do that. So 
of course, my wife's down. She's really cool. And, and I said, and so we get, we get the babies. We lay them in the pentagram, which is, I mean, in my oh. mind, I'm like, is this going to... Is, is this o- going to piss off is, everybody? Is, is Oprah going to be talking yeah. about this? When I, Am know, I going down, to jail? Yeah. <laughs> is this legal? So, but anyway, we put them on this little company. Right now, you get social shamed. Yeah. Oh, get out, There dude. was no social media back then. Yeah. So it was, you know, we were shooting with this big... Uh, Four by five camera. If any of you know photography, it's a big, giant, old school camera that Ansel Adams used to use, and it was very cool. And we had like uh, dry ice all around the pentagram, and I had assistants that waft this dry ice in. It looked like a a, a, a layer, a blanket of dry ice. We put the babies in the thing, in the pentagram, and they were <laughs> they st- <laughs> they started crying. And one of them was peeing in the air, and then the dry ice went over them. And then Jack, and it was dark in there. It was very satanic. It was like we were at a seance or some kind of devil worship thing. And then Jack goes, uh, it's dry as poisonous. <laughs> uh, uh, too late. Uh, too late. And then we all kind of looked at each other, and I'm like, and then if you know me, I'm famous for this statement, uh, one more roll yeah, or no, one more just, shot. Just, just, just do it one more time. And he's like, down, I he's got like, it. we're good, we're good, we're good, we got it, we got it. I'm like, no, 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 bam, bam, bam. I shoot like, I don't know, ten more sheets of film. And um, anyway, that became the album, the infamous Tenacious D album cover. And we put the album out. It was very popular, but immediately got pulled off the shelves because Walmart and Target wouldn't sell that album with the babies on it with the babies so they had to pull the album and digitally take out the, the babies kids. and rerun it cost the record label i can't even imagine how much money so it's not really a success story is what you're saying it's <laughs> well the album is still you can still find it it's still out there and if you can get one it's a collector's item they had it as a matter of fact before we i moved from la last year i had my son trip who is one of the twins he's now 19 almost 19 he's 18 we were in a <clears throat> um, Amoeba Records in Hollywood. Yeah, we were walking yeah they just closed. Those, they, 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 they just moved. Yeah, they're, yeah. So they're not closed. But we were in Amoeba because we were spending some time together and he just randomly saw like a Weezer album. He's like, Dad, look, you shot this album. Because they didn't think I was very cool. But he saw it. It was a cool dad moment. I was like, oh yeah, I shot that album. I go, I looked at Tenacious album. D. And yeah, albums. And I go, hey man, you want to see something really cool? And I, I pulled that Tenacious D. They had it. And I gave he bought it and he was on the back. He thought that was the coolest thing. So anyway, that was that. That's the story. It's a good the, story. Yeah, it's a good story. That's what happens when you involve your kids in work. Yeah, we're lucky, man. And you know, most people, you know, I mean, even my life, bef- you know, my my career before, uh, you know, starting boat. I you know, in hindsight, I really can't imagine because I I wouldn't have been. You know, I was an engineer and is very is more. Prof- I don't I don't want to say that what I do now is not professional because what we do now is it's a real business, mm-hmm. right? But. From the uh, the tactical sense, I mean, I couldn't have my kids, you know, running around the office or coming and visiting, really. And not only that, but there wasn't a whole lot to really, for them to connect to, you know what I mean? In terms of like, oh, daddy, you know, isn't it, he, d- he does stuff, right? But now, you know, I mean, they're our kid, pro- they're my kid product testers, so. Oh, yeah, we use them for all the shoots and, and uh, they're a big, it's cool because it's fun for them. Like, my kids grew up. I think they're realizing it now because they're friends. My kids' friends will think I'm cool, and then therefore they'll. My kids will then realize that they're I'm coming around. around they're huh? coming around. But I remember growing up, my kids will. I used to say, "Get up! I need you for a picture." And my and I had to bribe them a little Your bit. Your son just helped us with a photo shoot. He was on a shoot, absolutely last week. But I would say they go, "How many clicks, Daddy?" 
like, and yeah. that's what. And I'd go, oh, just a few clicks. Just and a then, few. And I go, just a few more. Just a few more. But they grew up doing that. It's just part of their life. And uh, and my kids helped me become who I am. Just as I I'm watching you from. I'm inside your family, but also I I look at it kind of as a dad who's a, <clears throat> beyond you in years, just a bit, and have been through that. And I'm impressed at like where the life your kids get to live. And also I always talk about your balance, but you know, you guys have your farm and beyond, you know, your kids being around the work, especially like Ava, your young, your daughter, daughter. like if I'm at the house, like she just turned, like if I need her to maybe do a photo or something, they're so cool. And there's no talking back and they enjoy it. It's not like work for them. They think it's fun. Don't let them, don't let them fool you. Cause in the, in the off time when they're out on camera, they're, they're like kids still. But yeah, I mean, kids are, kids are kids, but then, you know, you take them to the farm and they learn life stuff. It's always the hindsight stuff, you know. If if I make it another twenty years, there you, <laughs> you know, I'll be looking in hindsight, going, "Man, that was that was pretty badass having that opportunity to do that." Uh-huh. You know, with the kids, and you know, again, we're we're both lucky in that we uh, our careers and everything we're doing, we can involve family because that's what it is. You know, I, I just recently, you know, we've been doing a lot of more family focused stuff inside of boat because as we get older and we notice it's. You know, friendships and all that stuff and, and solo and isolated things are cool. But at the end of the day, man, what people connect to is is friendships, family and friendships and that similarity that people share in that common bond of, hey, man, I can promise you, everybody alive has been a kid at one point. Mm-hmm. Everybody's had a mom <laughs> and dad. Not everybody has kids, yeah. but there's still that relativity to either being raised in a certain sense or understanding that and, and going through it, so... I don't know, man. It's been it's been a fun progression, and uh, the ride's not over. So no, it goes super fast, and I, and I tell you this all the time when I'm around your kids. It gives me another slight get a chance to kind of watch you go. I mean, I miss my kids being that age. I know it's a pain in the ass a lot of the time, and they're in the way when you're trying to work. And but looking back on it, it's like, man, I you know you miss it. It's, a, it's such a great, it's an honor and a great thing to be a part of, and. Um, I wouldn't change anything, you know, I, I wish I could, and now my kids, of course, are in their 19 and 20 year old phase where they're, they don't want to hang out with dad anymore. Yeah. And it's a bummer. <clears throat> so I, luckily I get to hang out with your family and your, and your kids a bit. Well, we're both lucky now. I mean, you know, not all your kids live in Florida, but for the day they visited here a lot with you and there's a ton of stuff you can do with your kids here. Mm-hmm. That doesn't cost money. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. that that's the we take our kids to Disney once a year, which is like I, as a kid I would be blown away. I never went to Disney in my entire life. I mean my parents didn't have the luxury of being able to do that. So I'm lucky to be able to, you know, do that with my kids. But then like ninety five percent of the stuff we do is just Get outside. Yeah. Go do this. Yeah. Jump in the water. They go to like the beach. To, your kids yeah, they just run down to the dock and jump off the dock into the oysters. And we're like, ah! Like, you know. It gives but, me a but, panic attack. Yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't have to be extravagant. They have fun playing as sprinkler. If you're if you're listening and you've got a, of course you've got a father. Anybody that's, well, we don't know. I mean, you could be a test tube baby these days. You, <laughs> who knows? But, you know, I think we're, we're going to drop this podcast right before Father's Day. So, you know, give a shout out to your parents. If you're a dad and you've got kids, uh, you know, give them a nice slap on the back for us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tell me get to work. Or the back of the head. Give, the him, of the give head. him a rake or a lawnmower. Get back to work. 
<laughs> to all the dads that have, that have that work and don't get to involve their kids, you know, it's it's unfortunate, but it's you're you're, you're providing for the family, man. And that's that's the goal, right? To, mm-hmm. to do what you got to do. We're, we're the lucky, fortunate ones that can. But trust me, man, it doesn't diminish not being able to or, or belittle that because it's I mean it's part of life, and you know, just spend as much time you can with your kids when you get time with it. And uh, like I said, it's uh, being a dad is challenging and rewarding and all the whole nine yards but i mean i'm still learning yeah and everyone has their own uh path too right so like i can't if i look back on it Dude. it wasn't easy right i would have i would have almost at the time i would have traded anything to say if i don't i want to well, i want a regular job and then my kids could maybe go, go to, to preschool or have a nanny and then i could come home and i'd be happy and refreshed and hang out with my kids instead it was like how do i integrate Tough. them into my daily activities all the time okay they're asleep i can develop film they're asleep i can make a phone call yep. i got 20 minutes to you know do something um, i think that's pretty common in everybody's life i mean when you're at home at night you know you're trying to figure out how to do house chores or whatever mm-hmm. you gotta take kids to soccer practice mm-hmm. they come oh, it's mm-hmm. never yeah, it's a lot man but <laughs> But now it's like, but now I miss it. It's yep. it, you're never gonna Grass be. Is always greener, it's dude. always greener, you know. And so just enjoy it, hug your kids, and know that it goes by really quick. And um, well, to all you dads, happy Father's Day. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Check out any of the uh, prior uh, podcasts. We recommend bin, binge listening if your ears can take it. <laughs> it's like it's like Netflix except for the mind of, of boat fans. And we can't tell. We can, we can promise you it probably won't make you smarter. No. no. <laughs> it's funny. Before we get out, a buddy of mine texts me. He's like, hey, man, I, I just listened to all your podcasts straight. I said, <laughs> texted him back. I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, you guys enjoy the day and week and weekend and uh, catch you on the flip side. Later. <laughs>